so good to be here and uh, I do love coming here and uh, Duncan tells me to say that so I'm going to say it, is that alright? <laughs> oh dear, well it's, I'm going to get on because I've only got 20 minutes, I might, might be a little bit more. Okay, so we're going to continue today with our series on On Your Mind and we're going to be looking at uh, the plague of fear, the symptoms of fear and the antidote of fear. It might be in that order, it might not be, we'll see, all right? We'll see. So, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 7 says, 1 7 says this, But for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And just imagine what your life would be like, okay, with no fear, absolutely fearless living. And, and that's what I believe that God wants for us as a people. <laughs> you mentioned about uh, planting churches. Uh, our, 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 the size, the amount of people that we've got coming to our church at the minute online is reduced over that time. Like many churches, we're hoping next week when we meet together in person, the more will come. But who would ever think of planting a church at a time like that? But God did. And without lockdown, it wouldn't have happened. But, and, and we planned sort of uh, to have a little meeting in Basildon and we thought uh, 10 people would turn up, 30 people in the garden. It was like, where are they all from? And um, so we're excited about that. But sometimes, you know, when you're at the lowest of the low, this is my experience, like, when fear really rises, that's when to go. That's when to do it. Get, Feel the fear, but do it anyway. Greg Hasland taught us that. And uh, anyway, let's get on with the preach. But so is that, is, is God wants to find out what's in you. Gideon, get up. You're not a worm, you're a man. Come on, let's go for this. And then this is a call for us today. You know, wherever you're at, wherever you're doing, it's like, come on, rise up, rise up. And, and so what we're, we're going to be looking at fears and so not just, uh, not all fears, because some fears are healthy. If you're standing at the edge of a cliff and you're on the edge, you know, that little bit of fear stops you moving any further because otherwise you're going to fall and it's not going to be a good end. That's good fear, right? Also, fear of God. That's the beginning of wisdom. That's good fear. So it's, fear is a good thing sometimes. But it's unhealthy fear. That's what God wants us to deal with. And so... When we look at this, um, this uh, story, well, we're not, it's just a little passage there from Timothy. A lot of people call Timothy timid, 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 timid Timothy and all that. I don't believe that's right. I believe Timothy was timid. He, was, he knew what it felt like to be nervous and scared and frightened, but the power of God came upon him. The power of God, the, the wisdom of God, the might of God, the presence of God rose up in him, and all of a sudden you see this mighty man of God who knew what it was all about. So that gives us all hope. It doesn't matter where you started from, what beginning in life you had, parents you had. Some of them said, come on, you're an amazing person. Some of them, some of us have grown up in an environment where it's like you're rubbish, you're nothing. No, it's time to stand up and say, no, I, I'm, I'm one of God's children and I'm going to have faith and I'm going to do what is so scary but God's calling me to do it and I'm going to stand in that. And I'm going to, can I hear a glory to that? Let's try an amen to that as well. Amen. 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 You know, 
I, I didn't start off, I'm a little bit bold sometimes, you might have, you know, I never started off like that. You know, I had a lot of fights before I, I became a Christian, a lot, and, but my first five fights all, were all people punching me in the face, and I was so surprised, so timid, I, was, I didn't do nothing back, didn't do anything back. The last one was uh, when I was about 18, my next 20 fights didn't end up like that. I learned to overcome that, okay? And, and then God called me to read in front of the church and, you know, when I became a Christian and I was so scared, so scared that one time, you know what Christians are like, very gentle, aren't they? They left a book for me, Overcoming Fear, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and then he called me to preach and it was like, man, I, I can't, I, you know, I just felt it from here, the fear rising up when God, and I heard him say it. And it was the thought of standing in front of a lot of people looking at me. The fear was just rising up in me. But somehow God started to go to work in me with the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden I was able to preach. So you lot don't scare me, is that all right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, well, apart from one or two little ones over there, pretty scary. Usually, yes, yes. So, but the thing is this, okay, I haven't killed every fear. I'm still on a journey. There are still things God revealing to me. Did you not realise that was a fear? And so I'm on a journey. Are you going to journey with me on that? Yeah, Yeah, we're going to get to that fearless life that God wants. That's what he wants. You see, in the beginning, we weren't made to be fearful. In Genesis uh, 1 to 3, read it through there. God made us good. He made us whole. He made us perfect. You know, life was easy. Fearless. There was no fear on, on the earth because of that until we rebelled. We rebelled against God, don't need you anymore, we're going to do life without you. And all of a sudden we were separated from God. We were yeah, disconnected from God and suddenly fear got into the heart of man. Fear got into the world we're living in. And as we look at the world that we live in now, it's still going on. Covid is the worst one. The, wor- the, the long-term effect of Covid, the worst thing is going to be the fear that it put in the hearts of men around the world. Yeah. Still there. And, and that fear, it brings a deep feeling of... of in- <laughs> I should have put the other one. Insecurity inside of us. That's what it does. We feel the anxiety. We feel the fear. We feel the fear of the unknown future. We fear, we fear running out of money. I fear running out of time, always. I always feel that pressure, that's my one. You know, you, you fear getting ill. We fear suffering loss. But disconnection brings that. Disconnection from God, disconnection from friends and family, and disconnection, particularly at this time, from church. That's why it's important we gather like this. Because yeah. otherwise you'll feel disconnected. Yeah. You won't feel apart. There's the anxiety. To, I don't know what it is. I feel so good after Sunday. You know, and you, one, one week you miss it, two weeks you miss it. And then it's really difficult. We've had a year of it. Come on, guys, we need to get back. Don't be that independent person who's out there just watching it online. You need to get in here, guys. Come on. We're family together. <laughs> He didn't tell me to say that, because I've got the own church. They need to come back as well. 
But you see, the thing is this, then we're told, isn't it? Trust in yourself, you can do it, you've got the power, you've got the strength. You know, it's all about you. We were never ever meant to do that. We were never meant to navigate the intricacies and the difficulties of life on our own. That's not how God made us. But just imagine this, for instance. You know, imagine, imagine little Jimmy. He goes to school for the first year. Has a really good school, a, a really good year. And then he goes into his six weeks holidays and he comes back after the six weeks holidays only to find out there's no teachers there. They've all got ill, they're sick. And so if little Jimmy thinks, I know, I know what to do. So he walks into the principal's office, he sits down in his chair, puts his feet up on the table, gets out a little cigar he finds in the box, puts it and he starts puffing out smoke rings, you know, like that. Then he picks up the rotor for the year, what's going to go on? And he goes, ha ha, yeah, things are going to change around here. Yeah, can you imagine, imagine that happening? Oh yeah, Jerry, yeah. We know that things are going to go wrong, right? We know that, that there's no way that he is capable of coping or even knowing. You know, what he'd probably do is go, okay, it's going to be playtime all day and we're going to send the teachers home with homework. How's that grab you? <laughs> yeah? We know it's going to end up in tears. It's going to go wrong. But it's the same with us. If we start trying to live without God, it's going to end up fearful. It's going to go wrong. It's going to go pear-shaped. And so are you sitting there today? Are you listening online today? Sitting in the principal's chair, blowing out smoke rings, thinking you can do it your way. It's not meant to be that way. God wants to take his rightful place in your heart. And when he does, when we do put God back in that place, back, back where he should be leading us, guiding us, showing us the way to be. Psalm 46, 1 to 2 says this, Look, God becomes our refuge, our strength, our ever-present help in troubled times. And the next bit says, Therefore we will not fear, even if the world collapses. And so... When we get God in the centre, safety comes. When we get God in the centre, security comes. And we start to live a peaceful, fearless life. And we start to become the people that we're meant to be. Empowered by God, with God's presence on us. Carrying the kingdom of heaven with us. Transforming things around us. Transforming situations. And did you know that God sometimes, and many times in a long life, leads us through things that are scary so that we can pray to him when we see him come in and do a miracle amongst us. That we pray, you're supposed to pray, I'm supposed to pray for God's power, the power of heaven to come and transform things. So God allows it sometimes to help us to grow. Is, is that what you're going through right now? Have a think of the situation you're in and ask God, are you, are you send, sending me through this so that you can come and transform it? Or is it a situation you want to, for me to ask for more of your presence that I can get through this because your power is upon me and within me? What are you going through right now? And ask yourself that. 
Ask for the power, ask for the strength. It is so good, it's pouring out there. Lord, will you pour the rain into our hearts? Your presence into our hearts, a prophetic sign there. God wants to do something. Guys, do you want God to do something in your hearts today? Lord, Lord, we open our hearts to you and we say, pour in your love, God. We're going there. Lord, pour it in to drive out that fear. Drive it out. You see, we live in a world. We live in a world full of fear. And I really feel for the youngsters of today, the fears that they have, many that we never had when we were young. Big fears like health fears, COVID fears, cancer fears, drug fears, gang fears, career fears, will there be a job for me? Climate change fears around the world right now. Fears of terrorism going on. Fears that if I go to school, someone could open up a machine gun and start shooting us all. There was one last week. It was crazy. I mean, what is happening to the world? It's just so full of fear. And then we get the smaller fears, don't we? The little ones that really plague us. You know, where, where we start to think, I wonder, I'm, I'm fearful, what are people going to think about how I look? Am, am I too fat? Am I too thin? Am I too tall? Am I too small? Am I too bald? You know, you know, see a lot about that. It's not like that about nowadays. Do you know what that's called? I've got it here. Somewhere. Peldophobia. It sounds like something else I shouldn't have said. Yeah, but that's what it is. There's a real fear of that in the world. And what, guess what the seventh most feared phobia is in the world? Anyone idea? It's called, I'll tell you what it's called, trypanophobia. Yeah, fear of injections. <laughs> a lot of that going on right now. But, but my personal one, I'll be honest with you, was spiders. I used to really fear spiders. Anyone else like that? Hands up, like their legs are long and hairy and scary and all that. And it was. And I was so frightened of them until I got a pet spider. What happened was, we used, to, we used to go to work and we noticed this little, like, um, spider's web on the top corner and there was this tiny little, it was only little like that. Harry, we called him after our mechanic. And I, I haven't got a clue why it, poor old Harry, the mechanic. Anyway, he used to come out and we used to start noticing he had nothing to eat. So we'd catch a couple of flies and ping them up there and watch him eating them, right? And then all of a sudden, I started to realise, actually... Flies, uh, spiders are right, they eat flies. I hate flies. And so I kind of overcome my fear of, of spiders through Harry the little spider until someone decided they want to clear the, clean up the van and then <laughs> he was gone. And what, about, what about wasps? Does anyone fear wasps in the air, little hand up? Yeah, they're horrible, aren't they? All right, I'll tell that one. You want to know how to do it. Because my son, one of my sons, were absolutely petrified of, of wasps. And I found out. So here's how you get rid of that fear. Right. What you do is you get a little glass of orange or something sweet. Drink what you want and then leave it on the table. Especially on one of them hot days. You know when it, it gets hot and they're, they're about and they're getting right on your nerves. Yeah. Then what you do is get in the flick position. Right. Like that. Right. And put some real power behind it. It's like... That's the kind of face you look at, like that, real like that. And then slowly you put your hand down by the wasp. Now, little waspy doesn't care about what you're doing because he's thinking, I love sugar, I love sugar, I, right? Down there like that and then let loose on it. 
and they they really go now, now it's not like you're killing them it's not like that it's like that's what it feels like all right yeah now i, I guarantee have a go at that and you'll overcome many fears in your life it works <laughs> actually actually when i did that for the first time with, with glenn i think it was he nearly wet himself he was so laughing for ages we all was but aren't you have a go at it tell me how you get on anyway so here we get down to one of the points what is the antidote okay what is the antidote for living fiercely fearlessly well firstly it's to trust in jesus it, when we look at uh, the disciples uh, the Believing in Jesus didn't take scary things away then, and it doesn't take scary things away now. And so we see them, they're in the middle of a storm, they think they're going to die, the waves are coming over, and, and Jesus is there, I think that's the one we had, he's there on a pillar, and he's like, ah, we're going to die, we're going to die, Jesus, save us. Good prayer to pray, save us, Lord. And Jesus got up and said, why are you afraid? Why are you full of fear? Oh, you of little faith. And then Jesus stood up, he rebuked the wind, he rebuked the waves, and there was calm, and the storm went. And that's the thing, we can't stop scary things happening in life, we can't. But Jesus knows your situation. Jesus sees what you're going through. And if we're in the will of God, fear not, guys, fear not today. God has got you. God has got you. Call on his name. Call upon Jesus. Jesus came to them to help them and he will help you as well. So call on Jesus. Secondly, if we want to live a free life, free from fear, we need to trust his word. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's what the Bible says. And Isaiah 8.12 says this, that do not call conspiracy all that people call conspiracy and do not fear all that they fear trust the word conspiracies were about 700 years before jesus you know and he dealt with them there he said don't trust them so many people listening to don't get the injection because of this or that you know there's loads of conspiracy theories out there our rock is not the internet our rock is the bible it's the word of god we learn it we live it and live it we live it that's when we know it's true but it says that jesus is the truth jesus is our shepherd so stop fearing god will look after you jesus is the bread of life so stop fearing he will give you all you need jesus is the resurrection so even if death comes don't worry about it don't be fearful of it because we're going to spend all eternity in heaven it just becomes a vehicle and though this guys 85 percent of the fears that we have never come to pass in our life come on secondly this is really thirdly this is really important because i know some of you do that don't you it's like how many points does he have three points this point that point. i don't do that i do whatever i like right <laughs> so you as you already know so but I want us to be honest with ourselves, okay? Be honest, be face up to the fears that you've got inside you. Stop stuffing them inside. Stop hiding them under the carpet. Be real with yourself. Look at Psalms, David, man of God there, you know, greatest king of the Old Testament. Had loads of this stuff. It's all right for him. It's all right for us. Amen? Yeah. Come on. And so we need to admit our faults. Here we go with this. 
because most of us are falling apart inside in different ways. None of us are fixed, did you know that? Yeah. You get some people who try to make out they are, and it's like, you look really, I know you're not. So I read the Bible, see? But we're not supposed to be perfect. Not this side of heaven, we're not. And the people around us need to see our brokenness. Not just, the, they need to see the fullness that, wow, look at him, look at her. They're so much more different than they used to be. They can see Christ in us, growing in us, confidence and all the rest of it. But they need to know that we're still broken as well. We're, we're still working through issues. It makes it real for people then. Secondly, be honest with God. God knows where you are. God knows all that you're going through. He just wants you to ask him for help. There's that relationship. We were separated, like I said earlier, disconnected. In prayer, we get connected again. In being real with him, we get connected. And then that's where the fear starts to go. And lastly there, be honest with your relationship with God. Be honest right now. How close are you to God right now? Some of you online, you know, how close are, are you still praying? Are you still reading your Bible? Are you still walking with Jesus? Or has this lockdown been a time where you've just drifted? And, and you may be a bit fearful about coming back in or, or, or just admitting that they haven't been on fire for God. Like you may even sing it once a week. <laughs> but inside you, that's not true. We'll just come back, just come back. Jesus has died, it's finished. Pete said it earlier, it's finished. He wants to welcome you back, just come back. And if that's you, all of us at times, you know, James 5, 16, confess your sins to each other. Confess, pray for each other that God may heal you. Your father is waiting for you to come back to him. Be back with the family. Fourth, remember that. Remember that you have a father in heaven. And Paul said this in, in Ephesians 3. He wants us to know how wide, how deep, how high is our, the love that God has for each one of us. That it surpasses knowledge. That means you can't understand it. It's beyond anything that we can, beyond what we could do. But he wants us to know that. 1 John 4, 18 says that there is no fear in love. The perfect love casts out fear. So there we go. The answer is in the Bible, the word of God. That, that love is the antidote for it all. And God doesn't want us just knowing it. That's one thing. He wants us experiencing it. He wants us feeling that like a river. It said perfect love casts out. Cast out There's movement there. Love in Fear out. That's how it works. And I want us to start receiving that now. And, and if you've, yeah, you just remember, this is the fifth one. You're not being left to yourself. Jesus said that I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to give you a spirit. I'm going to make you my son, my daughter. And the spirit of God is now living in us, those that believe. But you see, Timothy had this. He had it. But he had to stir it up. That's what he was writing about. Got to stir it up. You've got to fan into flames the spirit that is in you. We've got to soak ourselves in God. Come, be together. The presence of God on each one of us is so much more powerful when we gather like this. God is calling us to be like this, to fan the flames. 
This is where we need to be so that we're not walking in fear. We stoke the flames up, that we go in the power of God, the strength of God. If God is for us, who can be against us? And this is the kind of people that God wants us to be. You up for that, church? Let's let's just pray for some of that now. Can we have a little bit of your magic going on there? Yeah, a bit of that. Yeah. (laughs) Bit of that. That's it. Okay, can we stand, please, guys? Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. And, you know, as we see uh, Timothy, you know, he started off timid. He started not, not adding up to much fearful, anxious kind of guy. But if we could play a little bit of keyboards... That, that. I just just believe that you know just just the spirit wants to come wants to come spirit of God come spirit of God come remember it's like a river guys it's not head knowledge I'm not interested in that you know we, we get we that's the start point perfect love casts out there's a movement there there's there's a flow Jesus said like a river like a are you ready to receive a river today you ready to receive that? See, see, that's how Timothy started. But he didn't end up that way. He, he recognised that there was a power within him. There was a force within him. There, there was something within him that transformed him. And the things that he was fearful of before, he wasn't fearful of anymore. No, that, that, that's not where we are anymore. And he rose up as the love of God filled his heart. And if you've never received the love of God in your heart before, you can do it today. Just say, God, I've lived a fearful life. It's been on my own. I've been doing it myself, God. But I I just want you in my heart now. I want you to take over. God, would you do that? Would you come and live? I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong. Jesus, I now know that you died in my place. Oh, God, you've risen. And I want you to be my Lord. Oh, just pray that prayer for yourself and he will come into your heart and you'll find fear going like Timothy did. But for others, are you sitting in the principal's chair today, puffing out smoke rings, independent? Are you ready to let God take his rightful place? Start being honest with yourself. Look, guys, it's okay to be broken. We are all broken. That's just being real. We all go through fearful times. There are times when we feel like we just can't do this anymore. I believe the Lord wants to come and fill us afresh. And he wants to crush some of these fears right now. So God, we call upon your name, help. Come and save us, Lord, from our fears, just like you did the disciples. And Father, you you promised the Holy Spirit and fire. You promised that, God. And so we're going to ask now, ask now, fire of God, come. Fire of God, God, come, Lord, come and consume, Lord. Consume them fears of finance. Consume them, Lord. Let the fire come, Lord. Them fears of health that we're going to get sick 
we might pass on, that their body's going to start decaying. Oh, we come against every sickness, suffering, pain in everybody's body. And we command fire of God, come consume them fears, Lord. Consume them in our hearts, Lord. Come, Lord. The fear of the future, we crush it in the name of Jesus. We say, fire of God, come. The fear of loneliness, that I'm always going to be on my own. Nobody loves me or care for me. It's wrong. God loves you. Get in his family and you will be loved. You will be loved. It's God's plan. And we crush that fear in the name of Jesus. Relational fears that you're not able to relate to others. You just feel you're odd, the odd one out. I crush that fear in the name of Jesus. Let the fire of God come upon you now. The fire of God in your heart, he promised it, not just Holy Spirit. Fire means dunamis. That fire means God's doing something. A river, that river of love. God, you've got my attention. You've got my attention, Lord. And I want you to fill my heart. And I give you access to the whole of my heart. Not just part of it, to every part, every part of my life, Lord. To bring your love to bring your love and cast out every fear, every fear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.